Hello, and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petrie, and with me as always is my friend and collaborator, the monster screaming to get out of your pocket, Eli Bolin. Hello, and welcome to welcome. the Tiny Monster episode. We are the tiny monsters in your pocket screaming for vengeance. Or to be your friend and lifelong companion. Yeah, we will be there from your birth to till your death. <laughs> that's right. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Eli, how are you doing? Um, <clears throat> I'm doing okay. It was my uh, oldest son, Walter's seventh birthday uh, last week. On Incredible. Yeah. And so it was, it's been a week of celebration because just yesterday we had uh, his party, mm-hmm. which is a few days after his, his uh, actual birthday. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We uh, had like an, like an art experience at this uh, place that teaches kids art classes that we've gone to for a number of years. And it was like mm-hmm. done. And it was inside, but the, it was just a few kids and they wore masks. And it was very safe and fun. And it was, uh, it was very Pokemon themed because as we've discussed, I think, in the past and what has led us to this episode is that he is a very, very big Pokemon fan. Uh, very cool. V- yes, and and he, uh, which is interesting, is that at Christmas time, as recently as mm-hmm. Christmas time, was not into Pokemon at all. Oh, really? So I didn't know that it was that uh, that recent. Yeah, it's just in like the last six months has like suddenly become a massive Pokemon fan, and okay. has led us to the moment in uh, our lives where <laughs> everything is is Pokemon pretty much all the time. I, w- I wish I could make uh, make space in my life for that kind of a. Uh... Pokemon devotion, or in on your kitchen table and in your basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it really does open a lot of design opportunities, doesn't it? Oh, I just meant like all the stuff taking up space. But yes, oh, that's yeah. it. Well, I mean, <laughs> also yeah. that you can design your into you can have a basement and then design it to look like a Pokemon Center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wallpaper, flooring, yeah. anything, shower curtains, exactly the whole thing. Uh, well, that's exciting. Did I? Did I also see on Instagram, was there like a cookie station? Or did I make that up? Or is that just art? I think it was probably just, just art. Okay. The, well, anything is a cookie, if you <laughs> believe. Maybe, maybe it was, what did, the, what did it look like? Was it maybe? Like, maybe it was clay or something? It looked like. Yeah, there was clay. It was something that was sculpted. I guess I just assumed it was a cookie. Yeah, the kids all had clay that they used to make their own clay Pokemon. Oh, that's cool. Were they like kind of using standard Pokemon as a as a as a template, or were they just <laughs> went from scratch? I think I th- I'm you know I'm 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 not sure what the other kids did. I know that Walter made his favorite Pokemon, which is Chansey. Chansey, right? It's all about Chansey all the time in our house. <laughs> for his uh, birthday, for his actual birthday on the day, we just got a a cake, uh, mm-hmm. an ice cream cake with Chansey on it. And the guy at our local like ice cream parlor is like sort of like a frosting artist. Oh, cool! And he'd like um, made like a, printed out a picture of Chansey. Walter's like, I want that picture of Chansey on my cake. Yeah. And then I printed it out and brought it to the guy. And when we got the cake back, it was just like you know, I went pick, picked it up on the day of. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh man, I like hope hope it's a good chancy. <laughs> so the things I think about now as a middle aged father of two right, is right. I hope, hope it's a good chancy on that cake. And <laughs> <laughs> or I'm never gonna hear at the end of it. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, like when I, when I was like, you know, in high school, I was like, someday I'll be in my 40s and thinking, I hope there's a good chancy on that cake. I've been like, what's chancy? That hasn't been invented yet. Um, and it was looked exactly like the picture. It was, oh, great, it was great. shocking. And it's like pretty, it's not like thin for us. It's not like this, it's like pretty thick, your standard like thick, you know, frosting tubes that the guy's yeah. working with. So it was pretty. Anyway, it's a good chancy. It's a good cake. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my week. What's going on? What's how's your week? You had a special uh, day. I also had a birthday celebration. I just turned forty a couple of days ago. Happy birthday! Yeah, thanks, man. And so we had a had a get together in Central Park on Saturday. And sorry that our our parties, uh, you L- know, literally overlapped. overlap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and same thing happened with my friend Heidi, who also had a uh, one of her sons had a birthday party the same day. Um. But yeah, it's all good friends. Uh, I had a good time just uh, drinking White Claws in the sun. Um, <laughs> that's that's an opening line of a song right there. <laughs> right, drinking good, White Claws. Good in friends, the sun. good times, drinking White Claws in the sun. <laughs> that's the a twenty twenty one power. That's uh, a hit. Anthem. That's actually yeah. a, that's solid gold, man. But uh, but that was my week was turning forty, um, which I I don't really have the complicated feelings about, but other people do. I just I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't mind turning 40. It's the years after. You didn't just, mind? I didn't mind. I, I yeah. thought 40 was fun, just fine. The years right after 40 felt a little more weird. Oh, sure. Once sure. I like tipped past it, I was like, 41 feels like a little, uh. and then 42, I was like, mm, I'm 42. What the? <laughs> that feels, felt much older than like 40 did. Yeah. And I'm like. Decidedly middle-aged. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm really not excited that I'm turning 43 this year. Yeah, that definitely feels like I'm absolutely not young anymore. Right. I think I kind of had the same journey in my 30s from like, oh, I'm 30. This is cool to like 32. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Now that feels so young to me. Yeah. Like 40 to me is like that's like a youthful age. It's like a youthful. <laughs> it's like I'm aging. Carefree. It's like youth aging youthfully still. Yeah. And I like think about it's like 43 and I'm just like. I don't know. Something feels weird <laughs> to me about it. I'm just, I'm like, you know, staring it down. But it's all right. Yeah. Because it's sun- Sunday night. It's Sunday night. We're here. We're alive. Yeah, Feeling man. young. We're talking about uh, childhood games. It keeps us young. We're <laughs> still alive. <laughs> yeah. I like being alive. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's nice. But yeah, so should we uh, move on to uh, um, what you playing, Eli? Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. Well, well, yeah, what have you been playing this week? Well, I should start with the big news, which is that the DS has returned. That's yeah. so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. So I, have, I haven't had a lot of time, but I have checked back in with my village. Did you, were you able to do it? Yeah, I did it. I was able yeah. to... to um, do the time jump successfully so that I didn't, nothing bad happened to my village or my villagers. I'm so happy. So everyone's still there. Everyone's still there. Nobody's mad at you. <laughs> no. And I do, I do have someone who's, who's leaving, but it's actually, once I completed the time jump said like, oh, I'm going to leave. But like, in like the oh, normal okay. fashion, but it's one of the two people in my village that I actually would be happy to see leave. <laughs> Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, even though I've taught her to say very hilarious things to me, I just don't like her personality in general. 
This is Blanche the ostrich, I believe she is. I'm talking about by the oh, way. Oh, okay, yeah. She's, she's a bit of um, a wet blanket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm so I'm, I'm going to try to not screw it up and accidentally tell her not to move out, which I did with a previous <laughs> resident, and um, so now I'm back up to uh, the correct date. I yeah. went, I went to a my first KK Slider concert in almost two months last night. It's very exciting. Oh, nice. Um. Oh, you know, only had time to catch one tune, but it was all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Does he does he give you a copy of the the show or the copy the song after every concert? Yeah, he gives you a copy of the first song he plays. Nice. He like slips you a bootleg. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the logistics of that. Yeah. Having just played a song and then the recording of said song is now in his pocket. Yeah, exactly. And you can hang it up <laughs> and it's now on vinyl. Yeah, you, you put can, it in your house. You can hang it up on the wall or you can like put it on your stereo so it's like in yeah. rotation, which is is nice to have. I like that those are like the features that like like I care about like collecting the KK songs sure, yeah. and like putting them on like the different like I collect like I have like multiple record players. I have a reel to reel. I have an old timey oh, cool, phone. Cool. I like I like collect the <laughs> instruments and like all the musical stuff. But like I don't oh, really, yeah, yeah. I don't. There's a lot of things that I that I don't particularly care about. Mm-hmm. Like there's some salon that I could be building, I guess, or like working my oh, way towards. And I'm like, I don't really care about like building the salon. Yeah, I always like collecting musical instruments. Although I, I feel like my room looked very like baroque when mm-hmm. I played New Leaf because it was like here's a piano and surrounded by all these string instruments, and here's a harpsichord in the corner. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I kind of did like a hardwood floor. Sure. Thing. Yeah. I haven't found a piano or harpsichord yet, but I have like an electric guitar. I have like a taiko drum. I have a th- oh, cool. I have a theremin. <laughs> That's, I forgot about the theremin. <laughs> um, I forget what else. I have, a, I have a couple others that are fun. Oh, you know what? That's cool is, uh, have you like, does New Leaf have like a microphone? Can uh, you find a microphone? There is a microphone and one of my other villagers has one. Oh, cool. Um, what can you do with it? Well, what's... I think they just kind of... Or, you know what? I'm just thinking of what happens with any musical instrument, which is when... Uh, if there's a song playing in the same room, and if you... You know, like, it'll... Um, you go up to a musical instrument, it'll just play a note. Mm-hmm. Basically, it'll follow the chord progression of the song playing. I never So that you can play that. along, and the notes will, like, shift to always be in the right chord. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't realize uh, At least that. it does that on on New Hor- or yeah, New Horizons. But I'll, I, I I'll th- check it out. Think. Yeah, I think it would do in New Leaf too. Oh, that's awesome. I'll check that out. Yeah. But very cool. Yeah, you know. So I'm doing did a little of that and then and then Harry still likes me to play um really old games. Yeah. Like ROM emulations of old games. So Cool. Uh, there's been a lot of um Donkey Kong Jr. and Donkey Kong 3 in particular. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, and another thing that we did, actually, um, a few days, like right around Walter's birthday, was we went to the, this place called Yestercades. Oh, okay. Which is like an arcade um, near where we live, like 15 mm-hmm. minutes away. That it's, it's just like lots and lots of old arcade games, and you pay by the hour. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And so Walter has been a bunch of times over the last few years, but Harry had never been before, and we decided to take him mm-hmm. for the first time. And he just, like, couldn't believe what he was seeing. He was, just, like, mm-hmm. l- he's, like, his, like, mind, his mind was totally blown. 
Yeah, I've never heard of a place doing it like that, where you just kind of play a pay a flat or hourly fee, and you just play whatever you want. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. They have lots of old cabinets, and then they mm-hmm. also have against the walls lots of systems plugged into these you know huge TVs. Oh, cool. So they have everything. Every they have everything from like you know they have the switch and like all the modern systems, and then they mm-hmm. even have like Atari twenty six hundreds and Coleco Visions wow. and all the old stuff. That's neat. So that was another gaming experience of the last few weeks. What are you? Uh, what have you been playing, man? I have really only been still playing Mass Effect One. Uh, so I'm I'm there in space with all of my space friends. I've built my party full of uh, other uh, alien races that are part of the Council, including the Asari and the Turians. Um, <laughs> so I'm very deep into the lore of this game. Uh, I have romanced uh, Liara, which is a kind of a controversial opinion in my house, because Margaret <laughs> thinks that Caden is really the only appropriate person to romance. And I forgot, in the first game, there are only really three options, and the other, and, and they're all pretty heteronormative. Like if, as as the I'm playing female Shepherd, so that I can only romance Caden or Liara, who is essentially bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, and I think, like, Ashley kind of is kind of racist towards aliens, so it, it kind of feels like I don't want to really get too close to her. It feels weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's that's great. I'm, I'm maybe, like, halfway through the first game doing all the side quest stuff, so it's pretty, pretty robust. Uh, and there's, there comes a point pretty soon in the game where like I won't spoil too much but I know that like you end up having to make a really tough call where there are like two members of your party and you basically have to like choose like one of them to go on a suicide mission uh and that just it just becomes difficult as you are you know doing quests with these people and liking them and learning more about them and their families and I mean I, I think that's something I didn't really bring up in the last episode when I talk about this game is that like there are all these like really tough calls you have to make and that can end you know and involve permanent deaths for your your party Mm -hmm. uh which carry on through like the whole series so this is like based on whatever choice i make in this first game that means like i'll either i'll have the other character for mass effect two and three um oh yeah it carries over yeah like the save and that was pretty unique, I think, when the first when the games originally came out. Like when Mass Effect Two came out, you would uh, whichever character that lived from the first game would end up in the second game. Oh, that's crazy! And it's kind of a similar thing at the end of Mass Effect Two. There's like a big mission where, like, if you do it poorly, several of your characters can die, mm-hmm. and they are. Th- that means like you'll see them in Game Three, or you won't if it didn't go so well. So. Um, I will probably look at a guide to make sure they all stay with me. (laughs) I need to watch some gameplay, I think, to make, to understand what you're describing a little better. Because it feels sort of like you're telling me about a movie, a complicated movie that, like, I haven't seen a preview for. So I, like, I don't, I'm, like, trying to, like, picture what you're describing. And I'm just, like, I'm, like, feeling, I'm, like, a little lost because it's, it feels like it's such a rich thing you're describing. Yeah, I think it would. 
I'll, I'll try to find a video to send you that just kind of has a real quick just idea of like, oh, this is how it's played. Because mm-hmm. I think even just like the idea of like what it looks like is probably confusing. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's, a, it's a complex <laughs> space opera. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I do like a space opera. All right. Uh, well, should we move on to talk about this week's game, Eli? Yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah, so this week we're talking about Pokemon Red and Blue, which uh, originally came out for Game Boy Color in 1998 in the U.S. Uh, Some other games from that year, 1998, include Ocarina of Time, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil 2, and Half-Life, which I think are just always, it's just kind of crazy to think that, like, this was a Game Boy game, and it feels kind of primitive in a way, Mm -hmm. but just, I think, because like the Game Boy was maybe towards the end of its life cycle at that point, just compared to sort of like these other like I don't know PlayStation games are coming out with 3D graphics. It's like oh, it's crazy that these are happening at the same time. But yeah, what what what's pretty unique to Pokemon, and this is a thing that can carries on to this day, is these dual releases. So that there was Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue, which are released as separate cartridges, and there's an argument that maybe these are meant that like that people were encouraged to buy both of these games at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think the uh, optimistic version or the non-cynical version is that people are encouraged to like buy different ones and then you seek out friends who have the other one so that you can complete your Pokedex. Because basically there are, um, the games are essentially the same, but the, the roster of Pokemon is slightly different in each one. So if you are, wanting to complete the game and get all the Pokemon, you have to trade with someone who has the opposite cartridge. Right. Does that make, did I get that right? I believe that's exactly right, yeah. So you cool, need cool. you have to buy one and then like have a friend who buys the other one. Yeah. And then cuz each one it, it it's it is it's the same game but each one has Pokemon that are exclusive to that game. Mm-hmm. There are some that both games have and then some that e- each game has. Um, I don't know why they chose to do that other than to like, maybe like, I don't know if that's something that carries over from like the trading card game universe or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it seems to be there just as a way to sort of encourage, I don't know, a social dynamic to it. Mm Because this is still like really before the internet was cooking. I mean, it creates interest for sure. Like. It like that's like oh that's like a cool thing like you need this yeah. game and you need that game and then we can like share things between the two games. I mean that's like right, right. an interesting concept. Yeah, and it was kind of uh, required like hardware. Like you needed a special cable mm-hmm. with the Game Boy, which I I don't remember if the Game Boy came with that or if you had to get it separately. I don't remember having the cable. Yeah, like I don't know. I had a Game Boy and. I had a feeling that it came with a cable, but because it was so rarely used, like no one really ever knew where theirs was. Yeah, I think I, thought... I only used it to like play Tetris with somebody once. Yeah, maybe I did have it, and I don't remember. I I I don't rem- I didn't have like a ton of games, so yeah, I don't. I never had a cause to use it if I had it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think a ton of games like really utilized it either. Sure. Until Pokemon, baby. Uh, (laughs) so basically what is the story of this game you are a young kid on a quest to become a pokemon master 
uh, and you collect Pokemon in your travels, you level them up, and you use them to fight other Pokemon and against other Pokemon trainers, like yourself. You earn badges by defeating Pokemon leaders at gems, which are scattered across the world. In addition to defeating the leaders, there's also the goal of collecting all the Pokemon uh, into your Pokedex. Uh, and it's the style of the gameplay, it's kind of like a Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy, like an old style game like that where it's a top-down uh, two-dimensional game. There are random encounters with Pokemon if you're walking through tall grass mm-hmm. and it's turn-based combat. So you have a, your Pokemon has, I think, up to four moves that it can do. It usually just starts with one or two, but as it levels up, it'll learn more moves that you can use. And some of them are attacks. Some of them are... They'll get rid of the defense. They'll like lower the defense of your yeah. enemy. Buffs and debuffs. Or you and... Like can put them to sleep or something. And I guess... And I don't know a ton about this, but there are different like Pokemon types. So that like... There are rock types and grass types or bird types, flying types. So that electric, like... Yeah, electric types. Certain ones are strong against others or mm-hmm. weak against others. Yeah, that's... So you have to... Right. You're trying to like... You can hold up to six at a time. So you're trying to like build a party... That's, I mean, I guess you can try to build a balanced party or a party that is like, if you know you're going up against certain types of enemies at a certain type of gym, you'd want to have a lot of a certain kind of of Pokemon. Right, because you can store extras like in your bag, I think. Right. But then there's only like a certain number that you can have on hand for battles. Right. Your party. Yeah, and when you battle other trainers, they also have like the same, they can have up to six pokemon with them um and yeah it, it you you get experience and you get like gold or or yen or some sort of currency uh in battle or uh instead of defeating pokemon you can throw pokeballs at them to capture them and make them part of your party right right yeah um yeah once you finally get start getting pokeballs like i guess like the main strategy is you like fight them a little bit so you weaken them enough that you can catch them and then oh yeah because it's not guaranteed that'll work you the weaker they you are you want to get their your, their hp low enough or like super low to catch without them, defeating yeah. them that yeah because yeah, if you defeat them then you can't catch them um it's a rich yeah, am i missing anything <laughs> i yeah. I always, well this is my experience playing pokemon is i always feel like i'm missing something <laughs> i'm like well i guess this is it and I feel that same way in describing it. I'm like, no, that's I that's pretty much it. You kind of just you start in one town, you go to another town. You're basically wanting to like go from town to town and um defeat the the leader of that gym to get the badge and mm-hmm. get to the next town and do the same thing. Yeah. And this is the very first one, we should say. This is the very first Pokemon game. And uh I did not play this when it first came out. I didn't play Pokemon until a couple years ago. I played one of the ones that was on 3DS. I think it was called like Alpha Sapphire is one I played. Okay. Which is a remake of uh, second or third generation Pokemon. But I didn't get that far. I The only one I've ever completed was uh, Pokemon Shield, which came out uh, just... Less than two years ago mm-hmm. for Switch. Yeah. And I played a little bit of like uh, Let's Go Eevee. But I again, I, I just kind of got bored with it and didn't didn't get too far. Uh, what about you, Eli? I So my I never played Pokemon 
when I was younger at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, a couple years ago, I got when I dug the Wii out. Like mm. Walter was like briefly interested in Pikachu, but like not like really into Pokemon. But I found uh, a really cheap copy of a game for Wii called like uh, Poke Park. Oh, okay. Which is like about like it's like a Pokemon sort of like outdoor amusement park. And okay. I think you play as Pikachu and you're like running around and exploring and you're doing like races and competitions with other Pokemon. But there's also mm-hmm. like other larger goals and you're sort of like wa- wandering through a 3D world. Um, yeah. Uh, in the sort of like a, you know, like a Super Mario 64 or Ocarina of Time style layout of like sure. a land. And, um, and like similar sort of gameplay and we got kind of far in it and we just stopped playing it, but it's, it's not like any other Pokemon game in any Yeah. Way. What are you, are you like searching for stuff or what's your sort of, yeah, you're like searching objective. for stuff. There's like different, like almost like Zelda like objectives where you like have to like go find this person to like go like then like bring bring an object from like one land to like somebody else in another land and then yeah. uh you know there's like puzzles to solve and then there's also just like little mini competitions like you gain experience points and stuff by like you run races against other pokemon and there's like other kinds of competitions or you have to like find mm-hmm. different hidden things and stuff like that it's like that's cool yeah it's a fun little game uh yeah i guess because they like all the mainline Pokemon games have always been on handheld systems because of this social aspect, the sharing aspect. Mm-hmm. And then I guess like the consoles have had home consoles have been like the more these kind of like spinoffs, <laughs> yeah, like Pokemon Snap stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Until Switch, which I guess is a little bit of both. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, yeah, but your yeah, Walter has. Let's go Pikachu, which is a lot mm-hmm. like Let's Go Eevee, but mm-hmm. there, it's the it's the same thing. It's the same game, but right. you uh, either Pikachu is your sidekick or Eevee is your sidekick. Mm-hmm. But that game is basically just a remake, I think, of Pokemon Yellow, but it's an expan oh, okay. it's an expansion of it. I mean, my feeling playing that game with him is that there's a lot more plot, or at I least see. some more plot than than Red or Blue. Yeah. Um, that there are like larger goals and like reasons to go to destinations. Like we had, we've had to go on like a ship at one point and we're like searching for the captain of the ship and we're like oh, yeah, talking to people. That. So that mm-hmm. my sense is like, there's a little bit more to the story at yeah. least in, in that game. I don't know if the original yellow has that. The layout of everything is certainly very much like, like red and blue in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. And that's the one where you like, you, do you shake the Wiimote? To like, to throw pokeballs. Oh, the the yeah, with the the Joy-Con on the. Oh, not the Wii Mote. Yeah, yeah, the Joy-Con. <laughs> <laughs> it is like it is like a Wii Mote though. But yeah, yeah. You so you throw the Wii Mote. You yeah. you like fling it it's, down. It's like the Wii Mote in it's a Nintendo imposed uh, hardware thing. You have to do rather than just press a button like you want. I know. <laughs> but yeah, you so you like fling it to throw the pokeball. Yeah. Um. And they even have we got like a used one for like twenty bucks. They a uh, controller you can get that's actually a pokeball. Oh, that's it's cool. like shaped like a pokeball, and then it has like a little like controller, like a joystick you can operate with your thumb, and then like a button oh, on the top. Cool. Oh, because that's right. With even even with the Joy Cons, you can just play the whole game with a single Joy Con, right? 
Yeah. You're like suppo- it's designed you can just hold it with one hand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's cool. All right. Yeah, so those are those are the games that I know. Yeah. Uh and then and now Pokemon Red cuz I did red and you did blue. Right, right. But, you know, essentially the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, what was I mean, what did you what did you think? What was your impression of this? Um well, my impression was I thought this was going to be pretty close to the game that I had already been playing with Walter, but Yeah. Um it was just a little um, I mean, I guess I was like a little, <laughs> a little bored. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was like a little repetitive. Um, Definitely. But I, I let sort of turned it over to Walter at a certain point, and and he loved doing it. Uh, oh, really? A lot. He just like loves. He's like, this game is amazing because he just loves like catching the Pokemon and like yeah. more than than the battling even. Um, yeah. Once he was able to like you know he loves like looking for the pokeballs and then like trying to like look for his favorite pokemon and then like trying to catch those pokemon and so you know we spent a lot of time end up spending a lot of time like you know looking for the pokemon that he likes and like trying to catch them and then like going on to the next city and then like you mm-hmm. know battling you know battling gym leaders and stuff like well, we, cool. we battled brock you know and you know he's yeah. decided that he was you know ash and so like we're mm-hmm. i mean i think i think i, I named him Walter, but you know he's bad. You know Brock is like one of the main characters from the series, so like that was oh, that was fun. That. Um, yeah, because on the on the show it's like Ash, Brock, and Misty are like the three main characters. Yeah. I don't know how long of a game it is, you know. So like I don't those early stages of just like building up your experience points can feel kind of endless. Where you're yeah, like, definitely. where you're like, just like battling and battling and and catching and catching. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of like when I played like Dragon Warrior on the NES. Oh yeah. And I was just like fighting the. Did you ever play that game? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like fighting like the slimes and like whatever else those like early guys were again and again and again just so I could progress to another level. Yeah, it sort of forces you to grind. Yeah, it's the it, grind. That's the word is. I, uh, I, it's kind of funny because the beginning started out so easy for Pokemon Red or Blue for me. And I was like, okay, this is easy. And I kind of thought I would just be able to cruise into that first gym like I owned the place. Um, and it wasn't even Brock. It was Brock's assistant. Like the first guy that you passed, he was like, hey, you want a battle? And he just mopped the floor with me. And I was like, oh. He defeated all my Pokemon because I basically had a good Charizard and I had like five uh, level three <laughs> Pokemon with me. And he just mopped the floor with me. And then what happens when all your Pokemon pass out, it just says you black out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my character just wakes up in front of the the Pokemon uh, rest hut or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I I did then have to go just grind for a while in the forest and i found that like it's kind of frustrating because none of my pokemon were really none of the pokemon that i was able to catch were really strong against the rock type or the stone type or whatever mm-hmm. so i just ended up making my uh charizard who's i guess fire type yes <laughs> but that's not necessarily correct. like strong against not a, like effective against brock's type but I just had a high enough level that I could just like kind of keep pounding on him until I won. Mm-hmm. So it, it felt like, okay, 
I, I did this, but there was really not a lot of strategy involved, which I, you know, I, I think there's like a deep uh, level to like understanding Pokemon, but it's just kind of never been my experience. It's always felt like I just have like very limited options and like if I don't have the right thing, if, as long as I'm leveled up, I can just power through, which just seems like less fun to me. And I, I think I feel that way a lot just because I've played a lot of RPGs. I've played a lot of games with turn-based combat, and this feels like so similar, but so uh, so much simpler, you know, than playing mm-hmm. like a like a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Warrior. That uh, it just kind of I don't know. It's hard for me to sink my teeth into really. Um, and it, that's kind of how I felt playing, you know, Pokemon Shield too, which was that I was like, okay, there's a strategy here, and I think I'm getting it, but I I kind of just was able to really plow through that game with my main character, my main like starter Pokemon, mm-hmm. just getting super powered and yeah, I don't know. I see the appeal, but it it's kind of has never really grabbed me. I think if you put in the time to my guess is that if you put in the time to really know like what each Pokemon does and who they are good against. Yeah. Um, that there's like a level of, I don't know if, if the word is enjoyment or like satisfaction or like you're playing the game on another level and you're like, Oh, like I'm battling, you know, um, God, I know the names of all these Pokemon when I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard time, you know, thinking of one. Like, oh, I'm battling, like, a a Jigglypuff, you know, why mm-hmm. I know that I need, like, this kind of Pokemon is, is best against uh, against it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I tend not to know still. I'm I'm sure if I was playing with, with Walter, he would probably know. Yeah. But he also just tends to lo- also even though he knows this stuff when he's playing actually playing the game, he just wants to use the Pokémon that he likes the best. Oh, so sure, sure. So that's usually like <laughs> Pikachu and Chansey yeah. and Jigglypuff. So even if that's not who he technically should be using, he's going to use them anyway because he just likes seeing them on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I can see it being especially in this first game which it doesn't like give you a lot of like help in terms of like I remember from Pokemon Shield, it'll like have your Pokemon. It'll show up on the screen like, oh, it's this type, and it is strong against this type. It'll kind of keep you reminded of like what strengths and weaknesses are. Oh, that's um, very helpful. But for a game like this, you really just have to experiment and find out. Yeah, you're totally um, flying blind. Yeah, so I can see if you've memorized those, that can be pretty satisfying when you're like, ah, yes, I'm getting the right one. I'm making the right choices. And it's weird, like, you know, I keep coming back to Final Fantasy just because that's other, you know, turn-based games that I've played a lot of. And you start to recognize those patterns. Like, we see, like, okay, this is a water-based enemy, so I bet I should use a lightning spell here because they're probably going to be weak against lightning. And when that happens, feeling very smart and satisfied that you Mm -hmm. made the right magic choice. Right. So... Yeah, I I get it. I see the appeal, but it was just kind of... I mean, another thing we haven't talked about is, like, this, I feel, was marketed as as a kid's game. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, this 1998, I was 17. So like, and it was just kind of right. I was just a couple years too late to be, uh, to feel like I could enjoy this game. Cause by that time I, I was playing, you know, Resident Evil and Silent Hill and <laughs> PlayStation. Sure, yeah. Kind of hard to go back to being a boy from a small town, having little monster pals. Yeah. I mean, I was in, I was in college when this came out. I wasn't, I was, I yeah. didn't have a Game Boy with me at college, but um, I, I just, Pokemon wasn't on my radar at the time. So yeah. I, I wasn't going to be playing it, but it's interesting that like the idea of like, it's like what age, I mean, Pokemon now appeals to like so many different age groups. Right. Right. Um, But wondering like, thinking about like who who the like what age group the game was for because to me like that sort of turn-based combat is for like kind of an older player sure sure. even at at least starting in like the teen years whereas like i don't know like for like someone like walter who's like you know he just turned seven he likes Mm -hmm. playing a game like this but i'm like i can't imagine being seven and like loving (laughs) turn-based combat games right I mean, I'm I've I've never really loved turn-based combat games. Yeah, like I I prefer like active combat, which is why I like like Zelda games more than I like I like like turn-based combat games personally. Yeah, and I definitely used some sort of Nintendo Power Strategy guide to get me through that game because I don't think I could have done it otherwise. Oh yeah, um, but anyway, what else? Oh, uh, I think it's I always thought it's funny in these games where you. <laughs> Get to choose your nemesis. Yeah, your rival. Your friend from next door, which you get to name. Yeah. Who did who did you choose as uh, your rival? Oh, I remember. So I it was I had Walter as the main Walter, character. So yeah. I had Harry be the the rival. Because <laughs> Walter's a little brother in real life. Naturally. Uh, who did you choose as your your starting, or who did Walter choose as the, the starter? Uh, we chose Squirtle. Oh, cool, cool. Which it turns out apparently is actually the the easiest one to play with oh really but totally by accident but someone's i read read somewhere that it's like if you have pokemon red and you choose squirtle you can beat the game just by pressing the a button over and over again (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah Um, i chose charmander and that's a that's a good one yeah he did all right at first and then he got ember like after when he hit like level 10 or something and that really kind of changed the game I was like, "Oh, I got a, I have an OP skull now. I'm gonna burn my way through this gym." Oh, yeah, that's great. That's yeah, um, and like, and he evolved for you. He evolved into Charizard. I don't think he ever did. Yeah, the only evolution I got was um, what did the what did the little pod like the insect pod metapod metapod? Yeah, yeah metapod. I had, I had something turn into a metapod weasel weedle. Weedle, yeah. Weedle turned into that... Metapod. Yeah, yeah, that like sounds that. right. Oh, Charmander would have turned into Charmeleon first anyway. So ah. what am I? What am I even talking about? <laughs> then he becomes a Charizard. We're gonna get a lot of emails over this one. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, any other thoughts about? I feel like I've made my thoughts known about <laughs> my frustrations with with this game in general. Yeah, I. It's definitely not to me as entertaining as other Pokemon things that I've experienced or. The um, you know this the series is really what I enjoy, and I enjoy my you know my son's love mm-hmm. of it, and uh, 
you know, he he really loves like collecting the cards and he loves the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And he definitely loves playing the games. And feel like for this game, he he liked it. Actually, I'll I'll also make a confession. After playing Red for a, a while, mm-hmm. I then went back and restarted, and I played Fire Red. Oh, which is the it it is Red exactly, yeah. but with enhanced graphics for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, cool, cool. So we started over on Fire Red, mm-hmm. and actually got farther than we did in the original game. It's just yeah. much more um, aesthetically pleasing. Oh, sure. And the sure. the music is rearranged, you know, using the... Yeah. It's kind of like, it feels like you're playing a Super Nintendo version, basically, which is oh, kind of okay. what the Game Boy Advance is, is like mm-hmm. a portable Super Nintendo. So it's interesting also just to compare and contrast, because it's like, oh, I'm replaying like the opening chunk of the game. But it just it looks and sounds so much better because right. it was it was also starting to wear on me. I think I have a pretty low tolerance at this point <laughs> for Game Boy level for Game Boy graphics. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's um. At least it was Game Boy Color. At least it was Game Boy Color. Although so there was a little bit of <laughs> not very much just all gray. Not very much color though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like every like in my game, like everything was red except for like a handful of like blue things yeah for me i think it was the opposite the same. yeah right <laughs> well um is that gonna do it for pokemon red and blue any other thoughts i think it might yeah well i think now would be a great uh time to segue to an interview with one walter bolin what do you say let's do it yeah well, i'm gonna have a little chat with walter and talk to him about uh, his experience playing this game and his love of Pokemon in general. Sweet. Well, how I first discovered Pokemon was basically I just like went to some place that was selling a Pikachu plush or something, and I just like liked it. So then I just started watching them and mostly I I did it because my friend William actually loved Pokemon and he had a bunch of the card game sets so how I really really got into Pokemon was this I went to uh, McDonald's and there was they were selling in the Happy Meals Pokemon trading cards for cards and I really was excited about that so I just like bought some and eventually I got a bunch of cards and I really loved them so now I'm just all about Pokemon and my birthday was all Pokemon I'm even friends with a real Chansey I'm pen pals with one just so you know it's really fun she gave me a a bussy plushie for my birthday and that is really fun and you 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 have a a Chansey plush too yeah yeah I do you have you actually have a bunch of plushes you have uh, how many Pokemon cards would you, do you think you might have? 648. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of, of Pokemon cards. And you, you like to play a lot of the, the different games, right? Yes, what? I love the games. My favorite Pokemon games I probably like is probably Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I don't have Eevee, but I know it's the exact same game, except Eevee's their partner, so I'm just going to say I love both. I also love Pokemon Red and Blue. And you helped me out a lot when we were getting ready for this episode because we started playing Pokemon Red on my computer and then we switched to 
Pokemon Fire Red. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about what, what that is? So, if you're not knowing why it's called Fire Red, Fire Red is the Game Boy Advance version of the Game Boy version of Pokemon Red. So, it's like a more advanced version of better graphics, more better music, and lots of stuff that has been improved. So, you, you had an idea for, was it for a TV show? Of Pokemon Fire Red and Pokemon Leaf Green, which is yes, like the companion made, game. Uh, yeah, the games that I was talking about, etc. It's actually called Pokemon Green in Japan instead of Pokemon Blue. So that's why they named it Pokemon Leaf Green. That makes sense. Fun facts. So you, you had an idea to make, because they never made a TV show for those games, you had an idea to, to create that yourself, and then you made up a theme song, right? Yes. Um, could you could you share with us your your theme song? Because I love when you sing it around the house. Okay, so do you want me to sing the first verse or both verses? Why don't you sing? Yes, yeah, sing the whole thing for okay, us. Okay, okay. Anytime, anywhere, any place that you are scared, come along with us and you'll get over your fears. When you lift your pals, you're unbeatable. Pokemon are by your side for eternity. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Weep Green, Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Weep Green. The journey's just beginning. The journey's just beginning. Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green. Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green. The journey's just beginning. The journey's just beginning. Oh, oh, Pokemon. Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. Come together like king and queen. Oh, Pokemon are by your side for every day. Of your lifespan, you'll always catch some new ones for your every day. Oh, Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green, Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green. The journey's just beginning. The journey's just beginning. Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green, Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green. The journey's just beginning. The journey's just beginning. I love that song so much. Is there anything else you want to say about Pokemon before we wrap up the interview? Well, I am going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. So, Walter, you um, have a musical that you are thinking about writing called... Well, tell us what it is. Well, first off, to make the movie make sense, of course, uh, I'll need to tell you why I'm getting chances instead of Pikachu's. Oh, yeah. So, what's the name of your musical? Well, first off, I should tell you why it's called that before I tell you the name. Okay. So, um, my favorite Pokemon is Chansey, way more than Pikachu. So, you know, like the Chansey Evolution, Happiny, then Chansey, then Blissey. I think you know that because it's like a fairy type, you know, egg type, whatever it's called. But I really love them because they work at Pokemon centers and they're very caring. So, that's why I'm pen pals with it, Chansey. And she gave me a Chansey plush and a Blissey plush for my birthday. I also got $40 at Digital Press for trading into stuff, and I bought more Pokemon stuff, too. So there were no chances there, but I still really loved the stuff I got out of the $40. So back to the name of the musical, Chansey the Musical. So Amazing. So I'm going to be hiring Chansey 
my friend Anna Blissey, Anna Happini, of course. I'm also going to need to hire a Bell Awesome because I'm going to make it fake die itself. So it's going to be like an emotional movie. It's going to be really cool. I'm also going to need a bunch of lights to make the lights like its spirits and it follows itself home. Like it's really cool. The movie is very cool. It also has a bunch of songs, and I've in some songs I'm just making covers of other songs, but it's really cool. Like one of the songs is is cups, right? Yes, one of the songs is the is I'm coming out because it's coming because Happiness coming out of her egg at the first time of the movie, and actually there is a line that says like coming out of my shell, which Happiness are born in eggs, so I feel like it's a good song for it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a perfect idea. And why it's called Cups is that it's like you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Well, first off, they are going to be um, in the forest, and then Chancy wants to be a Pokemon nurse at Nurse Joy's office, so I'm. I'm just saying the whole um, like storytelling of the, the movie I'm going to make. So Chansey wants to head off, and she sings that song. Like, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You're going to miss me by my walk. You're going to miss me by my talk. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. Like that. And then she heads off to be Pokemon nurse. So then she is there, and she helps lots of Pokemon. She is sings a song about when she's happy. She's like, I'm happy. I'm happy, happy, happy when she's heals Pokemon and stuff so yeah and then later in the musical when she's helping Abel try to help Abel Awesome feel better um, she will come across one that looks like it's about to die so I'm going to make it fake die on the set of course mm-hmm. but it, I'm going to make it close its eyes like it can't move or anything so Chansey calls Nurse Joy and then they come in together and then she and then Chansey runs into shame since it's dead runs out side and runs away and then that spirit I was talking about earlier when I first talked about Chancy the musical of course is she's like follows it she sings a song about where are you going where are you taking me where are you taking me here and like stuff like that so and then she finds herself with her family and the spirit disappears and she sees them and they live happily ever after I love the story of Chansey the Musical so much. Um, well, Walter, thank you so much for being with us today on the podcast. I'm so excited for everyone to hear your interview and hear your theme song and the story of Chansey the Musical. Uh-huh. And thank you for bringing Pokemon into my life. It has really brought a lot of joy and happiness into my life to share Pokemon with you. Yep, and I'm just going to say that it wasn't my fault for doing that. I just love Pokemon so much, so it wasn't like I'm doing that on purpose. I just loved it naturally, so yeah. What a great chat that was. Yeah, he's a, he's a, that kid is, is the best kid, and he really loves Pokemon like no one I've ever known. Yeah, man. He's a he's a superstar. He's a Pokemon master. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to follow his Pokemon journey, Instagram at Walter's Nintendo World, you will find everything Pokemon there. It is a deeply bright spot in the cesspool <laughs> that is the internet. Uh, well, should we rate this game? Let's rate it. Let's rate it and write it. Uh, good. I haven't even thought about my scale. Um, Eli, <laughs> I'm going to throw it to you. Let's see. Um, I do. I do. 
love all things Pokemon, but mm-hmm. this game feels a little, little rough to me. Like they're still rough around the edges. They're kind of figuring it all out. Um, so I'm gonna give it. Oof, I'm gonna give it six and a half Master Balls. <laughs> Very good. Um. Yeah, I'm just looking at mystery items in the manual, and I see uh, Old Amber, which sounds pretty good. <laughs> it sounds like a like a name of a bartender. I'm Old Amber. Um, so, yeah, I, I say the same thing. Like, this, P- Pokemon as a institution is something I support. I feel like this game definitely feels dated, and there are other RPGs from this time that I'd rather play that are just kind of more complex and more interesting to me so i think i'll also give it a six uh six out of ten old ambers <laughs> uh, i like that too it's kind of like a implying a little bit of a fossilness to it <laughs> but uh the real question eli is uh what makes it sing mm-hmm i had like a hook idea yeah it hit me um like, uh, I'm seeing red, I'm seeing blue, when I look at you, I see it red, I see it blue, oh, you could be my rival. <laughs> I'm seeing red, I'm seeing blue. I got a little friend known as Pikachu. Oh, that's good. I'm seeing red. I'm seeing blue. Maybe uh, E minor the second time. Red. I'm seeing blue. You may. Babe, girl, you're my rival, but you know I love you. I love you. Out in the grass in the Viridian Forest. <laughs> grass of the Viridian Forest. I met a bug catching girl who was rocking my world. <laughs> she grabbed me by my pokeballs. <laughs> oh, Dr. Oak. Oh, Dr. Oak. What would you say? Help me find love. Oh, Dr. Oak. I heard a laugh and I turned around. It was so was you. Um. With your own distinct sound? With your own distinct sound. Because <laughs> all the Pokemon have their own little chime. <laughs> Maybe my rival, I still love you. Uh, is there like a, some Pokemon pun we can throw in there, like something super effective? You may be my rival, but I may be your rival, but I'm super effective on you. Or I would like if it was the other way around. I'm seeing red, I'm seeing blue. Or actually, maybe the second time it's I'm seeing blue, I'm seeing red. I see a pseudo wudo asleep in bed. I see. <laughs> I love Pseudo Wudo. I mean, which one's that? He's a rock Pokemon, but he looks like a tree. Oh, okay. He's uh 
Yeah, he's hilarious looking. Oh, yeah. This is a cool guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's kind of wearing a diaper, too. It sort of looks like it. Yeah. I'm into that. Cool, cool. Yeah. I'm seeing red. I'm seeing blue. I got a little friend named Pikachu. I got a little. I got a little buddy named Pikachu. I got a little buddy named Pikachu. I'm seeing blue. I'm seeing red. Girl, girl, you're super effective. Cause I can't get you out of my head. Is there anything about like you are a Pokemon and my head is a Pokeball because you're stuck in my head? You're like a Pokemon. My head is a Pokeball and you and I catching you there. <laughs> Girl, you must be a Pokemon and my head must be a Pokeball. Cause every time I close my eyes You're stuck there in a status where I guess you're okay But you're asleep, I don't know, and you're healing up <laughs> It's like you're a pseudo-woodo and I'm a and I'm a great ball So I'm gonna catch you every time you fall And what? Just open me up and you'll be set free. Pseudo Wudo, will you marry me? <laughs> hey, Chancy, will you marry me? Can you marry a Pokemon? <laughs> just want to get married married to my pokemon baby baby i just want to get married married to my pokemon girl <laughs> i just want to get married married to my pokemon baby baby i just want to get married love my little pokemon yeah, I love my little Pokemon. I love my little Pokemon. Cause I'm seeing red. I'm seeing blue. I got a Charizard with a... I got a Charizard and a Squirtle too. I got a seeing blue. I'm seeing red. I'm seeing red, blue, red, I'm seeing blue. I got a Pokedex with, with a, a space for you. With a space for you. That's great. <laughs> I'm seeing red, I'm seeing blue. Don't need an escape rope to get out of this cave of love. Repel or super repel or max repel this love. Oh, <laughs> I like that. 
super repel or max repel this love. Deep in the dark of Viridian forest, out on the edge of the Mount Moon, all of the creatures are stirring and growling and barking and biting and singing and loving tonight. <laughs> If you're not careful, they'll put you in your human ball. You've heard of Pokeballs. Well, Pokemon have human balls. They capture humans. They capture humans. You'll have to fight other humans in the Pokemon Coliseum. Did you know how the tables have turned? <laughs> Did you know how the tables, how the tables have tables turned? Are turned. <laughs> I'm gonna get a human ball. Gonna put you in the ball of the ball of humans. I'm gonna get you a human ball. That I wanna live in a human ball. I wanna live a... <laughs> yeah, I wanna live in a human ball, yeah Living in the pocket of my Pokemon, baby I wanna live in a Poke-human ball Cause you're my little candy girl <laughs> yeah, I wanna live in a human ball don't wanna be a Pokemon master. Live in a human ball, living like a Pokemon. Yeah, I wanna be a human ball. I don't wanna be a Pokemon master no more. Chove me into a human ball, living like a Pokemon. I wanna live in a human ball. I don't wanna be a Pokemon master no more. Just cram me into a human ball and treat me like a Pokemon. <laughs> treat me like a Pokemon. Treat me like a Poke. Rum bum, but dip it to me like a Pokemon. <laughs> and I cry sometimes when I'm in my ball. When I want to get out, <laughs> just to have a brawl. And I'm thinking, I need a heal potion. Where's the potion here? <laughs> Where's the potion heal? I fight sometimes when I'm growling in bed. Is Growlithe here? Or is he dead? And I say, where's my Pokemon? Yeah, I liked the last episode of the podcast, but then they just started jamming on What's Up by Four Non Blondes for 15 minutes. And they kept all of it. <laughs> they kept all of it? I don't know. I mean, I guess I do like that song. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Rate and subscribe to this Four Non Blondes cast. This is Four Non Blondes cast.
from Mike and Eli. We hope Blonde that... Parade. <laughs> I'm seeing red, I'm seeing blue I got a little buddy named Pikachu I'm seeing red, I'm seeing blue Girl, you may be my rival But oh, don't you know I love you Deep in the grass of the Viridian Forest I met the bug-catching girl of my dreams She had a laugh like a jiglip of chorus I said I like your overalls I like your overalls She said I like your pokeballs Now I'm seeing red, red. I'm seeing blue I got a pokedex with a spot for you I'm seeing blue, I'm seeing red Girl, your attack must be super effective Cause you're stuck in my head like you're a pseudo Woodo and I'm a great ball I'll be there to catch you every time you fall Just open me up and I'll set you free Oh baby, maybe the Pokemon is me Cause I'm seeing red, I'm seeing blue I'll be your Charizard and your Squirtle too I'm seeing red, red, I'm seeing blue Go throw out your ball and I'll crawl in Cause I'm falling for you I wanna live in a human ball Chilling in the pocket of my bug kitchen, baby I wanna live in a human ball Living like a Pokemon Pokemon master no more Shove me into a human ball And treat me like a Pokemon That's going to do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BitParadePod and email us your questions or game suggestions at BitParadePod at gmail.com. So, uh, Eli, where can our listeners find you? They can find me at, at Eli Bolin on Instagram and Twitter. So you should do that. Although there's not a lot going on there. So, <laughs> you know, maybe wait wait a couple weeks. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's all that's going on. Uh, I might post some interesting content there soon. So actually, go nice. there right now. Finish the episode, then go there. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Guess what, yeah. Mike? Mike, guess what? <laughs> what? Where can people find you? <laughs> uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Mike Petri, at, at Mike Petri. 
Um, I'm also uh, Mike Petri on Twitch. Uh, so every Wednesday night and Friday afternoon, I'm doing stuff over there uh, for this podcast, usually both playing games and arranging songs. I usually have an average of zero to one viewers, so feel free to pop in. I won't make you feel weird, I promise. Um, and I'm also on SoundCloud, MikePetri.com, all the places. Google me, I'm there. All the music in this episode is by the two of us, and our cover art is by Nicole Wong, who you can follow on Instagram at underscore nerdfaithartish. Uh, big ups to Walter Boland for recommending Pokemon Red and Blue to us. Or just Pokemon in general, I guess. Yeah. You gotta go yeah. back to the classic, though, to make, Absolutely. It, make it happen. Don't forget to subscribe to BitParade on your favorite podcatcher, and please rate and review us. If you do, we might read your review on the show. But we don't have a review to read today, so that's kind of your fault. It's re- Yeah. What are you waiting for? Do it, and you'll have your name read by two men. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, two uh, white <laughs> men who love video games will read your review on their podcast. Right. It's I don't know what's better than that. We're two white straight men out here talking about video games. There can't be any other podcasts. Like there's we're <laughs> like definitely this. the only podcast <laughs> with that de- demographic. So yeah. get your name read on our podcast along with the nice things you say about us. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Um well thanks so much for tuning in to Bit Parade with Mike Petrie and Eli Bolin. We'll see you in two weeks when we tackle bad dudes. Until then. We'll see you waxed, vax, shit. <laughs> Until then, we'll, we'll see, see you vaxed, waxed, waxed and, and relaxed in your, your human, human balls, balls in, in two, two weeks. weeks.